Hey there, and thanks for joining me as I show up to give you powerful, practical, quick, and kingdom tools for you to go out there and live your best life, to show up every day as the best, healthiest, fullest version of yourself, and to live a joyful, abundant, and destiny-filled life. You know, sometimes I might talk about things I've learned, being a wife, a mom, a sister, friend, pastor, mentor, a mentee, a human being. I might share a ridiculous story, and there are some ridiculous stories from my own journey, my successes, and the not so much. I might unpack practical tips and relationship tools. I might encourage you, challenge you, make you laugh, make you cry, and maybe some days it will be all of the above. The point is, I'm really excited, and I hope you are too. So grab your coffee, sit down with me, Danielle Steinspring, and let's start living. Hey there, it's me again. Guys, I just love this. Can I tell you, can I tell you how much I am loving this podcasting, sharing my thoughts, getting it all out there, um, creating, (laughs) just being able to constantly be listening to Holy Spirit and making notes and and releasing content that has been in my heart and in his heart for so long. I love it. I am loving this. I hope that you are enjoying this. I mean, some small percentage as much as I am because I really love it. It has been such a dream and such a joy. And honestly, I hope you hear me and you trust me when I say that this is really just the beginning. I have a lot in my heart that I really want to do and a lot of dreams that I'm really pursuing. And I just, I hope you guys will come along for the ride with me. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, if this is something that you like, share it with a buddy, share it with a friend, send it to somebody that you think would really enjoy it too. Um, Honestly, when I started recording in my closet. I've graduated since then. I'm, I'm back at my mom's house for this episode. But when I started recording in my closet, I just knew that the Lord was going to use this for me. And I, I didn't really care, honestly, if it got used for other people. And the fact that I'm getting listeners, the fact that I'm having downloads, the fact that um, my first episode has last I checked like 160 downloads on it, that is blowing my absolute mind. It's blowing my mind and it's so encouraging and it's just, I'm just so, so, so grateful. I'm so grateful, crazy humbled, and I am, I'm just, I'm really loving this. I'm loving it. So if you have found even one little nugget, one little takeaway in any of my episodes I'm just so grateful for you. I'm so humbled. And if you could share it with a friend, I would just so, so, so appreciate that. Also, I know I usually say that's at the end of every episode, but I'm going to ask you again, just hop over to Facebook or Instagram and um, shoot me a comment on Facebook. I think I'm hey there dot it's Danielle and on Instagram it's hey there underscore it's Danielle and leave me a comment. I want to be hearing from you. I want to know who's listening and I want to hear, um, I want to hear what's impacting you. What do you want to hear more of? Because I am so passionate about equipping kingdom believers to live life abundantly, to have emotional tools, relational tools, just life 
tools to be the best version of yourself. And dialoguing with you is such a big part of that. And so I want to hear from you. What do you want to hear? What do you love hearing? What do you want more of? Is there something that I could talk about um, or something that you're needing that you would love to hear from me? And I would love to add it to my list of future episodes. All right. Well, here we are um, ready for another episode of the Hey There podcast. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about the power of choosing your feelings. Okay. So if you've listened to my emotional processing episodes, episode two and three are the episodes where I really talk about healthily processing your emotions. And I use some of my stories from my um, beautiful, adorable, amazing, sweet kiddos um, to talk to you about emotional processing. You know, I think my five-year-old and my two-year-old give me a different example of emotional processing every day, at least once a day. They're giving me some really great examples of how we do this healthy and how we do it not so healthy because all of their emotional expression is still just leaking out of their pores. Sometimes my emotional expression goes inward, though not as often because I'm very much an external processor, but sometimes my emotional processing is all is internal. I have some uh, more self-control than my five-year-old does. I have a little bit more um, logic and reasoning skills than my two-year-old does. And so my processing isn't as outward. My emotional releasing isn't always as, um, as visible as theirs is. So every single day, they are giving me multiple examples of how we actually emote, how we feel things, how we process those feelings. And hopefully, at least most of the time, I'm giving them the tools and the equipment that they're going to need to be able to do this healthy as an adult. You know, I don't know that that I really learned how to do it healthily as an adult. And, and not because my parents didn't teach me. Um, my mom and dad really did an amazing, amazing job. Um, but just because the tools we were sort of given, I think in that in that time period, those decades ago, um, <laughs> sometimes I feel old, uh, especially when I uh, things are happening, you know, in places like TikTok. And I just I just feel a little old sometimes, but I'm really, really OK with it. I really am quite, I think, oh my gosh, sidebar alert. I am going to be the 50 year old one day that is like shouting from the rooftops my age. I'm never going to be the woman that's hiding how old I am. I have earned every year of my life. I have lived every year of my life. I'm very proud of the gray hairs on my head. Um, particularly because Jesus decided to put them in a giant streak. So it looks like like a perfect like paintbrush swath of gray. <laughs> but, um, anyways, I just need you to know forever and ever, I will be proudly proclaiming my age. I am 32 when I'm recording this episode. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why women are sometimes embarrassed about, about their ages. Let's change it. Let's all start being proud of how old we are. Okay. <laughs> anyway, like I said, sidebar alert. So anyway, I, I just don't know that as, um, when I was growing up that I was really given the tools um, that I would need to learn how to process my emotions in a healthy way. I think um, part of my journey was sort of deeming some emotions as, as bad, as scary, 
um, as wrong, especially if you're a leader or a Christian. And, and so it took me some time to get okay with, um, with those bigger emotions, with those more expressive, more vocal emotions, instead of just stuffing them or not dealing with them or numbing them, like we talked about in episode two and three. Um, so that's, that's one of my huge goals for my kids is that I know I'm not going to get it right all the time, but I just so desire for them to be able to have the tools and equipment to be very, very okay with all of their emotions, to be okay not being okay, to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, and to learn how to stay connected to the Father through, through every emotion and to process it really, really well, to have healthy people they process with, to not feel like they have to hide their true feelings. It's like a huge, huge, huge goal of mine. I saw a post one day that said, what you weren't allowed to do as a child is what gives you anxiety as an adult. So as a child, if you weren't allowed to express big emotions, then it's those big emotions that are going to trigger you as an adult. If you weren't allowed to ask for help, then asking for help as an adult is going to be something that's really difficult. If you weren't allowed to have a different opinion than the other members of your household, then that might be something that's hard for you to express as an adult. So that's why I'm always making goals for my kids. Not goals for them to achieve rather, but goals for me to impart to them. What's a goal that I have? And I actually am going to put a pin in that one. It's on my list to talk to you guys about at a later date. So anyway, today I'm not talking about emotional processing, though we've just spent a good portion of our time on it. What I'm talking to you about today is that your emotions are actually your responsibility a hundred percent. And now I'm kind of grimacing as I say this because I don't want you guys to come at me with pitchforks, but it's going to be a little bit of a journey as we unpack what I mean when I say that your emotions are not the responsibility of anyone else. What do I mean when I say that? Well, you may have heard me tell this story before, but I'll go ahead and tell it now. There was a time when um, Everett was probably about two and a half or three, and he did something. I don't even really remember what it was because that that wasn't the big takeaway from this conversation. He did something um, wrong. I'm using air quotes. I, I think he misbehaved. He disobeyed. He did something, you know, not the best choice that he could have made. And I acted angry and I was frustrated and he saw that he saw my anger he saw my frustration and after we had resolved whatever the thing was like I said I can't even remember because that wasn't my takeaway I was down on this level and we were talking about what happened and he said mommy I'm sorry that I made you mad and I just paused and I took a deep breath and I realized okay that was the message that he just received. Now, I'm not responsible for every message that Everett receives about me. His little brain is going to make up things about me. And I, I can't, and, and Juliet too, I can't, um, I'm not responsible for the way they receive my actions, but I am always responsible for my actions. And so the messaging that he received was that he made me angry. So I got on his level and I said, Everett, you didn't make me angry. Mommy chose to get angry. 
And I just had that moment where I realized, okay, my three-year-old should not be powerful enough to make me feel anything. If he's powerful enough to make me feel, to make me, to force me into anger, then that's got to feel very dangerous and turbulent to his little body. If Juliet thinks that she has the power to make me angry, that's got to be kind of a unsettling truth for a kid. And it's really easy for us to rationalize like, no way, your kid shouldn't have the power to make you angry. They're tiny. Until you've lived it, you don't understand. (laughs) Until you have lived it as a mom of young ones or old ones or whatever, you don't understand how they're their little reactions to the world around them and to yourself can trigger anger responses or um, anything, you know, all of that. But this is actually what we do as adults. So often I hear somebody talking about some interaction that they've had with somebody and they're like, gosh, and she made me so mad. And then she said this and she made me so angry or she made me so fearful. She made me afraid. She made me do it. What I want to tell you today is no one should be powerful enough to make you feel a certain way. That your emotions are very much your responsibility. And sometimes you're going to feel things and they're not wrong. Your emotions aren't wrong. They're not bad. And sometimes you just feel. Sometimes you feel angry or frightened or unworthy or hurt and that's not wrong but it also isn't someone else's choice it wasn't wrong for me to feel frustrated in that moment it's not wrong for you to feel frustrated by something that someone may or may not do but recognizing that you're actually a powerful person And no one can force you to behave or think or feel a certain way is going to be one of the most freeing things that you can do in your relationship, in any of your relationships. And so Andy and I have a phrase we've adopted from a marriage course that Andy and I took several years ago. And the phrase is, is this, when you said blank, I felt blank. So. When you said you didn't like my dress, I felt ugly. When you said you didn't want to go to the party with me, I felt rejected. Rather than you made me feel ugly, you made me feel rejected. That simple phrase acknowledges the action and gives you the power and the responsibility for managing your own emotions and your own response. Because here's what happens. When I say to a friend of mine, hey, when you forgot to call me, when you said you would call me, I felt forgotten. And when I say that, now my friend has an opportunity to say, oh my goodness, I I didn't realize. I didn't mean to make you feel forgotten. Of course I would never want that. And now we have this option for reconciliation or a conversation. But when I say, you made me feel forgotten, you did it. Instantly now there's blame in our paradigm. There's blame in our scenario. There's this guilt. um, There's this guilt factor. 
and there's blame. And that is going to now be a roadblock that we have to overcome because unless the person I'm talking to can see through the powerless language that I just used, the language of taking zero responsibility for my own feelings, unless they can see through that, there's going to be a defense mechanism. They're going to get defensive about their behavior. And that may happen either way. But when I have responsibility for my feelings, then here's the beautiful thing that happens. No matter how they respond, I'm still powerful. And because I could choose to be angry or hurt or forgotten or feel ugly or feel rejected, because I could choose that feeling, I can also choose to forgive and to change my feeling regardless of how they respond. I'm going to save forgiveness for another day. But you hear what I'm saying, right? The concept is no one is powerful enough to make you feel a certain way. If you feel a certain way, it's because something may have happened to trigger you into that feeling. Maybe even something beyond your control. But the moment that you can take the responsibility of managing your emotions out of the hands of everyone around you and put it back in your hands is the moment you can healthily process those emotions and put those kids back in the back seat where they belong. Just like we talked about in my first two emotional processing episodes. Otherwise, you're just going to be a slave to your circumstances and to everyone else's actions forever. And that, my friends, is not a fun place to be. And the moment you can take ownership for your feelings, they're not wrong. But the moment you can take ownership of them is the moment that you get more control over how, over how your day goes, over how your life goes, over how your relationships go. When I disempowered Everett from making me feel angry, there was kind of a bit of relief on his face. I said, buddy... You didn't make me feel angry. Mommy chose to feel angry. And I shouldn't have gotten angry just now. I shouldn't have responded with anger, but that was my choice. And you're not big enough to make mommy feel angry. And there was. You could feel his little body like, oh, that's kind of good. That feels really good. How much freedom do you think there will be in your relationships with your friends, with your spouse, with your kids, if both parties know I can't actually make the person that I'm in relationship with feel anything. It's their responsibility to feel and to choose how they feel. And look, I'm going to do things that will hurt my friends. I'm going to make choices that are going to leave my friends feeling hurt or forgotten or wounded or angry or sad or lonely that's going to happen. You know why? Because I'm human and because I'm not always aware of how my actions are affecting other people. I'm not going to do it on purpose. I'm not, you know, sadistic. I'm not horrible, but, but it will happen because we're human. And so it doesn't shirk me of my responsibility to apologize, to change my behavior, to pursue connection in my relationships. It doesn't change my responsibility to help the people in my life feel loved and chosen and safe and free in our relationship. If I do something that that hurts someone, I have to, of course, take ownership. But the moment that they say to me, hey, when you did this thing, I felt this way. Whoa, they just let me see right into their heart. And I get to say, 
I did not mean to make you feel that way. I'm so sorry. So there you go. I'm going to leave us with that one. I'm going to kind of put us on a little cliffhanger for this one because it's going to lead right into another episode down the road. But the foundational truth I wanted you guys to to walk away with today is that you are responsible for your emotions. And again, sometimes things are going to happen that are beyond your control. Sometimes someone is going to do something frustrating. Sometimes someone's going to do something hurtful. And it's okay to feel hurt and to feel frustrated. But to take the power out of their hands and to bring freedom and love into your relationship, knowing that they're not powerful enough to make you feel something. You may feel it, but you get to take responsibility for that feeling. Are things going to happen that hurt your feelings? Are things going to happen in your relationships that don't feel good or that produce an emotion that is sad or hard or difficult? Yeah, it is because you're in relationships with other human beings who aren't perfect. But when you recognize that you're in the driver's seat, you now get to powerfully Um, own those feelings and bring them to people in a powerful way rather than a way that's filled with blame and no responsibility. I want to challenge you today to be responsible. You are a responsible human being. You are powerful with your emotions and with your relationships. Start taking responsibility for how you feel. Stop putting it on the outside world. Stop putting it on your boss, your friend, your spouse, that girl down the street, that girl who said this. Stop blaming everyone else in your world for your feelings and your emotions and start seeing how free and powerful you feel when you realize you're in control. You can be responsible. No one should have the power in your world to make you feel a certain way. Because you see, if someone else made you feel that way, if you have a bad guy in your scenario, then you get to shirk all responsibility for how you manage that feeling. But the moment you take responsibility and you say, this is my emotion and I'm going to manage it well, and you take the pressure off of everyone else in your life to be responsible for your emotions. So, That's all I have for us today, guys. Start turning your attention this week to how often you're thinking or saying things like, they made me feel. How often are other people or other circumstances responsible for your feelings? And then start to analyze how it feels when you take the power for your emotions and the responsibility for how your emotions get managed back into your own hands and see what happens. See how your relationships get way more free, way less pressure, and way more life-giving. If you had some kind of aha moment or some takeaway from this week's episode, then hop on over to my social media channels or shoot me a DM and let's dialogue and know that there definitely will be a part two of this episode coming in a future episode because I think we're kind of just scratching the surface of what it means to be powerful with your emotions. Hope you guys have an awesome day and I will catch you next week on the Hey There podcast.